Hello and welcome back to Backyard Catch. This is Nick Roby and we got our good buddy Chuck joining us once again. Chuck, how's it going? It's going good. Good. Last weekend was a good college football weekend. I loved it. I know, me too. Um, I know, had some just life stuff trying to catch up on, trying to move and do all these different things. So we didn't get to record last week, but it's okay. We're jumping back into this one, but it was a fun weekend as we're just looking back on this past one, we, you know, with Clemson, Miami and um, Texas, Oklahoma, all these big games. And I don't know. It's just, it's fun to have the, see more of the season kind of play itself out and kind of see who, who's a little more for real. Yeah. I, I was really nervous about this Miami game with Clemson mm-hmm. and I kept going back and forth. And then I ended up watching Louisville play Georgia tech Thursday night. Yeah. And I said, you know, I'm not worried anymore. <laughs> I said, yeah. cause Miami's beating Florida state and Louisville and Louisville absolutely has zero defense. Yeah. They, I, couldn't, I, they couldn't stop somebody if they all had baseball bats. Yeah. I, I, it, it makes it interesting when you sort of think in these early season matchups, you're like, is it really like we're saying that's like really good Miami offense or was it really bad Louisville defense? And it's always a mixture, but it's starting to look, it would look like it was more just bad Louisville defense. Um, Cause that was an interesting part when I was listening to the prep of the game was just talking about like, is Miami's offensive line better or are they doing a really good job of masking their deficiencies? And after looking at it, I'm like, wow, this offensive coordinator really, in a funny way, I was kind of actually more impressed with him just because of what he was able to do with what they had um, cause we were getting pressure on them and really had shut them down, but showing you that like, he was really working with what, what they had. Yeah. Their offensive line's not good. Yeah. So it's not Florida state bad, but it's not as good as a top 10 team should be. No, no. And, and I think that'll kind of play itself out. I mean, I think, I think they fit about that third or fourth best team in there, but yeah, it was fun. I was I thought Clemson played really well, and obviously, other than the than the field goal and you know a couple things here or there, I thought they played played pretty well. You know, I'm with Dabo. Just don't kick another field goal. The heck with it. Yeah, I don't know that that the whoever it was was letting those two guys in on the right side. I'm sure they had a really hard practice this week because I don't know if the kicks, any of the kicks were actually that bad. It was just the, it was no, the, they were, the, the linemen were just laying down. Yeah. So that's, I, what that, that's what Dabba Sweeney said in his press conference. He said, our linemen just lay down on them. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, I, I'm sure that they definitely worked on that. And I would not be surprised to see a few more um, going at four on fourth and plus territory. Kind well, and, and Notre Dame killed us last week because we had a minus 21. Mm-hmm. They were on the two-yard line, fourth down, and didn't make it in at the end of the game. Oh, man. It's always at the end. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Lord. But they hadn't played in a couple weeks, so they were a little bit rusty. Mm-hmm. And I think that you're seeing some uh, – a, a kind of a low line uh, with Notre Dame versus Louisville this week. 
because it did look like Notre Dame played Florida State well. But mm-hmm. I think it was just the fact that they'd had three, a couple of weeks off trying to get back in the scheme of things and that kind of thing. No, yeah, for sure. I think that's part of what we're seeing is that when teams are having to – because not even just having off, right? I mean, because they can't even practice for a period of time. And so it just – it really kind of messes with them. So, yeah. Man, it's a bummer that they really messed with with you. How how are the rest of your picks, though, for the weekend? They ended up pretty good. Uh, We had a a couple of of parlays that that didn't hit because of one team. And -hmm. then we had a couple that did hit. So we ended up up a little bit, but not a fantastic week because of uh, we we had two parlays that Notre Dame was on both of them. They were really strong. We won we won both of Georgia. We had uh, let me look it up real quick here. I, I keep uh, sorry about this. No, we're good. We're just looking back trying to fill in the blanks a little bit between um, not getting recorded one last week and, and having a little off this week. Um, while you're looking, I, I mean, that's a big win for Coastal Carolina, though, this week over Louisiana that beat, it seems like Iowa State is kind of better. I mean, that's a ranked opponent, so it's pretty crazy that Coastal Carolina beat for their first time ever a ranked team in on the road, too. So I like we were talking about before we started recording, but I like it to see what they're doing um, down there, and it makes it kind of it's kind of fun to see to see what these different games are. I mean, I like that um, you can really – I mean, there's a stretch right now. I think we're about going – I don't know how long it actually is, maybe at least over a week of straight football every single day. When, and when you think about like the – it feels like the dog days of the quarantine, maybe back in May or June, and you have straight football for straight – every single night you can watch something. I mean, that's pretty cool. So Yeah. 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 Last week we had a one three team parlay that we had. We took the total of Florida, Texas A and M over fifty eight. Okay. And we hit. The other one was Marshall minus seven, which hit, and then Notre Dame minus twenty one, which came up a couple of points short. And then on a fourteen uh, fourteen parlay, we had North Carolina minus three, okay. Boston College plus seven, South okay. Carolina minus thirteen and a half. And again, Notre Dame. So we went three out of four on that one. Oh, man. I was like, you got the, all those except for Notre Dame. Yes. Notre Dame ended up just whipping us a little bit mm. on uh, on two parlays. But, uh, you know, that happened. So that's why we uh, – last night we hit a parlay with uh, Coastal Carolina in the under 58 and a half, and they mm. scored 57. And I was like, Lord, this clock can't run quick enough. So – they ended up that was the final score. Fifty seven was the total. So we we won that one. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I love it. Um so who you like this week? Who I like this week? I mean Or if you want to talk about some games. Yeah, let's talk about some games. Um I don't know how much I like it, but it's really intriguing to me one. Um I mean we've got Clemson Georgia Tech, which I, I know from a, a from a you know, as you're looking at the spread, you'd stay away from. Um, but the the also the one I'm because Clemson's a 27 point favorite on the road, and it just gets kind of iffy um, from that perspective. But Miami and um, Pittsburgh are interesting, um, just because the line's 13 and a half for Miami, um, 
Both of them are coming off of a little bit of a disappointing loss. I've heard Pickett for Pittsburgh. He might be hurt. He might not. But 13 and a half seems a little high for a Miami team that lost by the margin that they did against Clemson. Now, Pittsburgh is not the same quality, but it's just interesting. Like 13 and a half just seems a little bit high. What do you think? Well, I actually took that game on Tuesday and I got it at 10 and a half. Oh, wow. Now, I jumped on that early line because I figured it would, it would start going up. People would start hammering Miami. I think they still think Miami is back, but Clemson was just that much better that night. Um, and I'm not sure I disagree with them on this. I, I took Miami minus 10 and a half because I felt like that was a pretty decent line. I had it as a 14-point game. Okay. So if I have it as a 14 point game and the line comes in at 10, I'm going to, I'm going to take it. Um, I still think it's a, it's a 14 point game. Uh, Pittsburgh just cannot run the ball. Mm. And if you get one dimensional Miami, they will, that defense will eat you alive. They will come after Kenny Pickett every single play and they'll leave their corners on the islands and he won't have time to do anything. Now, I'm not sure Miami can score more than 14 points, so it might be 14 to zero. <laughs> who, who knows but, at this point? Yeah, but I, I think I think Miami will bounce back. I think Diaz. I've I've been around Manny Diaz when he was coaching with Rick Stocks at Middle Tennessee State as a defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. The guys really like him. They play hard for him. So oh, I yeah. think they're not going to have one of these uh, meltdowns after a loss to Clemson. I think they're going to go back, regroup, pull their bootstraps up, and I, I think Pittsburgh is probably going to get the, the bad end of that deal. Yeah, no, I I, I, I agree. I think Miami's going to get the win because to me it felt like, too, that in, in past Miami has felt that it was kind of a, a facade a little bit or like they were – building up things and it all just kind of would fall apart, you know, and Clemson happened to beat it by a larger margin and then it would kind of fall apart a little bit. Whereas this team kind of feels like they have more, they want to prove they're trying to build. like, it feels like they're building something. Well, I think that has a lot to do with the leadership of King, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I really do too. Um, So yeah, the 13 and a half now makes it interesting. So if you like Miami that, that much, that's, that's good that you got in when you did, because now it's kind of this weird, you're basically having to pick them to win by more than two scores. Yeah. That's yeah. tough. Yeah. It makes it tough. Um, let's see. I mean, the one that's next on the schedule I have is Auburn, South Carolina, where Auburn is a three point favor on the road. Um, Auburn hasn't looked as strong on offense. I mean, a lot of people have argued that Arkansas got robbed. This they did, weekend? yeah. I mean, that's I didn't get to watch, but that's that's the word I'm hearing on the street. Oh, well, they got yeah, yeah. They got held up at gunpoint. Yeah, and for a good Arkansas team who's one and two, but seeing a lot of promise, and then you got South Carolina who's one and two, got to get their get their first win of the season against a not a great Vandy team, but I mean they scored one forty one points, so. It's, I mean, it's something. So how are you, how are you feeling? I mean, that three points is, is not a whole lot. It's not. 
And uh, every bone in my body goes against this <laughs> because I grew up in Columbia as a Clemson fan. So every, every bone in my body goes against this. But I actually, Auburn cannot run the ball between the tackles. Yeah, They cannot move the ball. So, and with that in mind, I think that Carolina – either makes it a, a one-point game, I have a feeling they're going to upset Auburn. I have a feeling they're going to set Auburn back pretty pretty hard in this. Now, I could be wrong. Auburn could come in here and beat them 40-7, to seven, but I just think that Carolina can make enough big plays. Auburn has not had one play all year more than 35 yards. Wow. That's a big step. And – if, if you're going to have to inch down to the goal line, Carolina's got a couple of good receivers. They have the quarterback from Colorado State that's got a fairly decent arm. Doesn't mm-hmm. always make great decisions, but he's got a good arm. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're probably going to end up, like I said, upsetting Auburn here. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good pick, honestly, as I'm, as I'm thinking about it more just because Auburn has struggled and then and they kind of either like, I mean, they lost to Georgia. I mean, Georgia looked dominant, but even in their two wins, they haven't looked as like there's like in the Kentucky game, even in their first week, like Kentucky got some left things left on the table too. And honestly, they had a touchdown that was called back. We've talked about, and that was a huge momentum shift in that too. So I mean, and, and that's why, and that's why football goes, but it just makes it really interesting when you think about and, I don't know. I mean, South Carolina, I mean, South Carolina needs these wins that they can get. If they can get a marquee win like this at home. Do you know if they're the corner? Um, he's number 24. I, I'm going to forget his name off the top of my head. That like the tall corner they had, who's been hurt. Is he back? Aquamu? Oh, that six, four corner. Um, is it a Kwamu? I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just remembering. I think he's back. Yeah. I think he's back. Cause I, I I'm asking because, yeah, I mean, South Carolina has always been really good at stopping the run up the middle. Like they've had some good players up the middle, and if you can, and if you're forcing Bo Nix to make throws out the side, and they have him back, you know, you basically you're picking fifty, you know, fifty fifty balls, and then they they beat Georgia that way last year. So, yeah, I'm I could see. I, I think I might lean South Carolina to. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you got to go for the. This is like a, it's a good chance for an uh, for an upset pick this week. I mean, if you're looking at them throughout, I think you might have to lean South Carolina in this. That's um, the way I figured. If it's, if it's, yeah. if they have a chance to win and they're getting three points and they're at home, why not take them? Right, and because the, and they've got that good kicker too. So yeah, the other team that I've been on every week since the starting of this football season, mm-hmm. and even my my son Hunter has said. Dad, I don't know anything about him. I said, trust me, son. These these guys are good. Is Liberty. I've had oh, them yeah. every week, and they've won and covered every week. The fighting Hughes. I like them. Minus three and a half against Syracuse this weekend. The Liberty. Wow. Yeah, I mean, they're I mean, they've because with Hugh Freeze there, I mean they, they've had some good offense down there. Syracuse cannot stop people right now. 
And they can't I, get out of their own way. I know. I mean, honestly, and DeVito, uh, is it DeVito? Their quarterback that they've tried to replace, um, I mean, gosh, it, I don't know. It's not a bad pick. I mean, that's pretty – and Liberty's actually favored. Wow. Um, yeah. That's what you're saying. I even missed that. Yeah. I, it's hard not to pick Liberty in this. Um, I tell you, the, the problem I see with Syracuse is they've had no leadership since Dungey left. Yeah, I mean, he was the heart and soul of that team. And, you know, this this quarterback they have now, I mean, you barely put your arm on him and he goes down. Dungey would run you over. And yeah. everybody knew that he was going to play harder than everybody else, so he brought out the best around him. They haven't been the same since he left. Um, I, I expect Liberty to just throw all over Syracuse. Yeah, that'll be very interesting to see because – if if that happens, it makes Syracuse one and four. And when you yeah. think about and when you think about what uh Dino Babers, who I, I think is still a good coach, but like where he was at a couple years ago, and now, you know, we're talking about how Liberty's favored when Syracuse is at home and they might ten wins a couple of years ago. I know. I and know. then they get the distinct pleasure next weekend of coming to Clemson. Yeah, Syracuse, so, I I feel bad for it. I hope Hope for your sake you win this one. Because um, <laughs> you might be looking at one and five very quickly. Um, what do you think of the North Carolina FSU game? North Carolina FSU. I'm I mean, yeah, North Carolina, Florida State. It's UNC minus 13 and a half over under 64. Mm, 64. I mean, UNC, I'm taking the 13 and a half. I would take that. Minus the 13 and a half? I think so. I mean, Florida State showed some promise, but I don't know. I think they're just too explosive on offense. I think I think they could win by like 17. Well, yeah. I, I agree with you. I like I like North Carolina minus the points. Even though FSU has shown a little offensive power with this new quarterback they put in, but that doesn't help the defense. And no. UNC started kind of slow. And I think now that they've kind of Got all the pieces in their offense running. I think that, I think that that uh, that they'll score all over UNC. I also like the over sixty four in this game. You like the over sixty four. UNC's UNC's good for fifty points themselves. Yeah, and and, and what they proved because what them in Virginia Tech. I mean, that was like in the nineties last. Oh week, yeah, you know. So I mean, it, it's not far fetched. Even if you know they go. Say it's like 40 to is it 64? So if it's like 42, 24, I mean that covers the right. 42, thing. 21, yeah. And that's <laughs> I expect it to be about 42, 21, 49, 17, something like that. Yeah. No, I think that's very fair. I mean, it makes it interesting. I think I probably feel better about the 13 and a half than the over under, but I think that's a good play either way. Yeah. Yeah. Um the other one we're looking at is, is Notre Dame and Louisville. Mm-hmm. Uh, we like the over 61 and a half. Um, I, I think Louisville's got a really quick offense. They can score. They just, like I said earlier, if they all had baseball bats, they couldn't stop anybody when they're on defense. So we like the over 61 and a half. And I actually like Notre Dame um, minus the points here because – I think that that line is a is a little bit deflated because Notre Dame did not cover against Florida State, 
Yeah. But I think it's good, like you said. I mean, this COVID, this year with COVID, if you're off two weeks, you have to go to game, to a game. You're in game time mode. Your timing's going to be off for me. It's different from practice. It is game time. So yeah. I think a little bit of that last week had to do with that. So I expect Notre Dame to come out here and just run all over Louisville. And I think Louisville is going to score their share points. So we like the over. I like the Notre Dame minus the points. Minus the points. Yeah. And also, I think a, a factor in this too is Notre Dame had, I mean, I think last week had those two running backs that like are both, I think both scored over, ran over 100 yards, if I remember. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and, and think about the game like this where, say, they're up, up by a couple scores, it's late. That, you know, I mean, like, I think they'll, like, I think you're right. Like, they can wear down Louisville just over time, too. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's definitely a good play. So, I mean, I, and I don't think Louisville's like, they, they have some offense. They just need to get some, they have to replenish on defense. It's sure. beautiful on defense. Yeah. And here's a line I don't understand NC State minus four and a half against Duke. That seems kind of low. I don't understand it. NC State is really uh, clicking along their offense. That, that quarterback, Leary, is, uh, mm. uh, is, has a good compl- uh, completion percentage. They're scoring. Their defense is stepping up. They got a pretty good front seven. Um, so I just – I don't understand. Duke, Duke is, to me, like Syracuse. They can barely get out of their own way. Uh, they t- they've turned the ball over, I think, 20, 20 times this year alone. Uh, and I don't understand why it's minus four and a half, but I like it. Well, yeah, like it, like it from your perspective because you'll 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 say thank you. And where can where can I place my <laughs> place my money? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I do like yeah. NC State. Minus yeah. Four oh, yeah. I mean, easy touchdown. I mean, I, I think they're an easy touchdown favorite. Yeah. That. I mean, and honestly, I could see it being at least fourteen. Honestly. Um, what about this one that's really interesting? UCF Memphis. UCF, who is not ranked right now against a good Memphis team, where they're that's been a big uh matchup for them recently when it comes to the AAC. UCF's a three point favorite. It's on ABC at three o'clock, three thirty. Yeah. I you know, I don't really know what UCF's got. Uh you know, they they one week they'll score a lot of points and do well. The next week they mm-hmm. get beat uh, by Tulsa. So I, I really don't know what they have. They can't seem to get their offense in gear. I mean, to start the game, they, they've had like six in a row false starts or mm-hmm. uh, pre-snap penalties. So it, it, there's, something's wrong. They're not in sync or something. So I just kind of – waffled away from that game because I don't think yeah. Memphis is a team that they were last year without uh, Norville coaching them. And I, I don't think UCF's the same caliber team as they were say in the last three years. So if I had to go one way, I would, I would probably say Memphis. Yeah, that's fair. It's Memphis at home too. And, It'll be a good quarterback display, but it does have a um, have a weird game feeling towards it too. Like it has one of these, yeah. like could be some, like you're saying, because UCF struggled with penalties. It could have some turnovers. 
it just has like a weird so yeah i think i mean it's a stay away game but it's just it's an interesting it feels like it's an underrated game when both these teams are have been recently ranked you know and, oh it's gonna be fun to watch i think yeah yeah i just want to stay away from from the points um who who else do you have on, on your schedule that uh, you like? we like boston college plus 12 against virginia tech boston college has played everybody tight yeah uh, they took north carolina almost to overtime if they hadn't tried the two-point conversion they got intercepted and yeah. ran back um they won last week outright. Uh, I think that Virginia Tech still may win the game, but it's no more than a seven-point difference. So BC's getting 12. We like Boston College plus 12. Plus 12. Yeah, that's very fair. And Because they've they played teams very well. And, um, yeah, and Virginia Tech's coming off of this, like they played well, but it was one of their bigger games of the year. So I don't know if it's like a letdown, but it is. Yeah. I could see how they could kind of sleep themselves into a a one-score game in the fourth quarter where they have to kind of make a couple plays. And also, they, they haven't really set – like Hooker hasn't even really been officially playing as a starter, right? Like I keep hearing that he's kind of in and out right now. Well, he he, he came in last week because – North Carolina kind of started bouncing him, and he came in last week and led Virginia Tech back to make a, a you know an actual very mm. entertaining game out of it. But uh, like you, I, I think I think that that probably took a lot of out of him. Yeah, and BC slinging it all over the field. Um, Virginia Tech, of course, is running it really good. Got a great rush game, so. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, and I think 12 points is just too much to give this Boston College team. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's I think it's way too much. And plus, um, even looking at the stats, um, Jerkovic has already has over 1,100 yards and eight touchdowns in four games. Yeah. So, I mean, that's like two a game right there. Over under 62 could be about right, but I don't know. It's interesting. Um yeah, he he was he was the Notre Dame outcast that's really done good for Boston College this year. Yeah, yeah, just switching switching the Catholic schools. Um, let's see, we got a fun one. I, one that's just interesting to me, uh, just because these are very two teams that I feel like at the beginning of the year, if you look on paper, you're like, well, I don't know as much. But between a very interesting one and two matchup between two teams. You've got the fight in Lane Kiffins and Sam Pittman and an up and coming Arkansas team for both one and two. Ole Miss has been given teams like really good punches on offense. I can't really stop anybody. And Arkansas has been playing better, but haven't gotten the wins you would think yet. And Ole Miss is only a two point favorite at home. Well, they- Arkansas got held up at gunpoint last week. That was the most ridiculous call I've ever seen in my life. They should have won that game and gone home with the win. So, uh, you know, I, um, I've been back and forth with this game, honestly. Uh, yeah. So I decided to – when I start going back and forth on a game, I just kind of back away from it. But personally, I, I want to watch it. I think that – Arkansas can get the upset here. Um, I think that that Mississippi played way above its expectations against Alabama, 
mm-hmm. and they just ran out of juice. Yeah. Uh, so I, I expect this to be a fairly high-scoring game, and uh, I, I think Arkansas can come out on top. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so too. I think a big factor in this is that, I mean, for for Lane Kiffin, this is like he was had it circled, starred that he was playing Nick Saban in Alabama. His guys were up and ready to go, and now you're like, okay, now we got to play Arkansas. Arkansas is going to be upset. Like they're going to be, they're going to play mad. Oh, they are. Like they're going to, they're going to be like, we're going to make sure. So I could see them really frustrating Ole Miss. And you know, what's interesting is I'm looking at the matchup predictor ESPN, even though Mississippi state's a three point Mississippi's a three point favorite. They have Arkansas as a 57% chance of winning. Yeah. So it, it's, it's one you might want to stay away from, but it, it'll be very interesting. Very interesting to watch. Um, did you have uh, any others you want to look at? I figure we can kind of end with Georgia Alabama as our the last game to talk about. All right, that sounds good. You know, of course, Nick Saban has tested positive for COVID. Mm-hmm. So, to Alabama, it's a free game because if they lose, they have a built-in excuse that Nick Saban went on the sidelines. Yeah. So. You know, they can lose to Georgia and still make the playoffs. SEC may have two teams in the playoffs. Yeah, when it comes to that perspective, I think uh, Alabama Alabama is a better chance to make it into the playoff if they lose versus if Georgia loses, yeah, them making it into the playoff. Because we've seen it happen. I mean, that's what happened. I mean, Alabama didn't even go to their the SEC championship and then – which when they played Georgia in the national championship game and won. Um, well, you know, so it's like, it's, it's like they're giving Alabama before the game even happens a mulligan. Yeah. In a way. And, and also when you have like the big 12 has not established, I mean, Oklahoma state's right now the best team, but I don't know. I, I mean, I personally just don't know if they're a playoff team. You know, I, I have to just wait and see. Yeah. Pac 12 is not getting in, you know, Ohio state, if they, do what we all think they're going to do. They're going to be in, but then you got SEC. Say Georgia wins and they win out. Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson. I mean, it's 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 there. It's there to happen. Um, Look, if this happens, if if Georgia goes down there and they beat, say they beat Alabama by three to six points, mm-hmm. then they meet again in the SEC championship, and Alabama beats them by three or six points. Oh, they're, they're both, both in the playoffs. They're both going to get in. Yeah. I'm not so sure he's really tested positive for COVID. This might be the SEC's way. Once they saw that LSU was trash, Texas A&M was trash, you know, all, all, all those West powers, all, once they saw that happening, they go, you know, look, we got to do something. We want two teams in there. I know. Let's say Saban tested positive for COVID, so he'll lose the Georgia game. I don't know. I'm a conspiracy theorist anyway. <laughs> <laughs> conspiracy theory of college football for the week. Um, yeah, I I mean to me, I still like Alabama in the game, but I mean it it's there on the table for Georgia. I mean, honestly, if we're being honest, you gotta kinda win this game. I mean, I know you don't have a choice. I mean, you just kinda do because yeah. Alabama's been the big monkey on their back. And I've heard it described earlier today. They're going into Tuscaloosa. 
Tuscaloosa, I'm sorry. Less than 20,000 fans and no Nick Saban. You have one of the best defenses in the country. Yep. I mean, it's kind of like put up or shut up for Georgia. And there's not yeah, opportunity. Don't want this one. Shut up, Georgia. We don't want to hear any more from you. Well, I'm just saying, like, you got the best recruiting class in the country. Like, you just got to go and win. Um, and, it, I mean, if you don't, you don't. But I'm just saying, like, you, you eventually got to capitalize on one of these opportunities to really cement yourself and try to make this playoff run. So they've got a good shot. I'm honestly still leaning Alabama in the game. If I was going to pick in between the two, I'm still trying to feel it out um, before I turn my picks in, but I'm still leaning Alabama because of the Saban, the Sabanness over Georgia. And because I trust uh, Alabama's offense more than I, I, I mean, I, if it gets into a shootout, I think Alabama takes it more than Georgia can. And so it's, I mean, that's, that's the play. Is it, how is, who's, that's the whole thing right there. Yeah. Uh, it, Georgia, I mean, Alabama's got receivers that could be playing on Sunday right now. Mm. Matt Jones doesn't have to be perfect. All he's got to do is throw it in the vicinity. Georgia's got a great defense, probably the number one defense in the country. But Alabama has, has got a two-headed snake there. They can beat you in the air, and they can beat you with Najee Harris running the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really – I'm leaning towards Alabama too, but I agree with you. If Georgia's ever had a, the, the, you know, the moon and sun line up for them to win this game, this is it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I mean, it's going to be a fun one, and it's a night game too. So, yeah, it's – and it's four and a half, which – I mean, I could see it being like a four-point game. Four and a half is a, a, a tough one if you think it's going to be a touchdown or less. But Well, it, it went down to four, then it jumped back up to four and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it'll get probably back up where it was around six before game time. So if you want to take Georgia, take her now. Uh, or really, take if you want to take Alabama, take him now because I think it's going to get back up to six. And and that and that feels more right right now, and that's more a reflection on the offense. So we'll see. We got a fun one um, coming up. So, well, Chuck, as always, I mean, we, we didn't really t- touch on the on the Clemson game, but I I I feel like it's kind of pretty more straightforward this week. I mean, as Clemson fans, we have stuff we want to look into, but um, I, I think they'll handle Georgia Tech pretty easily. Well, you know, they always get up for the big games like Miami. They play shutdown defense and not many mistakes offensively. We have one drop touchdown pass. Mm -hmm. But when they play lesser opponents, they seem to gear their game back a little bit. So on the road, 27 points, Dabo Sweeney wanting to play 100 players. I'm just going to enjoy the game and hope we get a win. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. So we'll have another fun weekend of college football. So, well, guys, yeah. Thank you so much, Chuck. And thanks for listening guys. Um, Remember to like, as always. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy it. Just spend some college football. It gets me excited for the weekend. I always look forward to it. Um, Keep your eyes on Liberty. Watch. I'll say that, and this will be the first week they lose, but I've been with them every week, and I've ridden, I've ridden them like a Shetland pony. They're a great team. Yeah. 
No, Priest has done a good job up there. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it, it's under underrated games. That's what you're here for when you listen to the podcast. I always an underrated game from Chuck in the week. I like it. Um, too, yeah, it. yeah. Well, thanks, See guys. Yeah. See ya. All right. Have a good night. <laughs>